love, welcome to this week's episode of Another Phase. This week I have got Pip Roberts in the house, well not really in the house, we're both on Zoom, she's in Bristol and I'm in Chelmsford, but in this conversation we get together and dive deep into the concepts of grounding and embodiment because I think it's so important to talk about this because I think that grounding especially is something, it's a concept that people say and use but aren't really sure what it means or how to do it most importantly so Pip is going to share a practice that you can do almost anytime anywhere (laughs) to help you get back into your body and what that all means like what being in your body means um because I think it's important I know that Pip thinks it's important because a lot of her work is revolved around that because she's a yoga guide but I think at the moment with so much going on, I mean, at the time of recording this, this is like 2020 and so much is changing constantly. You know, we're really being kept on our toes. And I mean, that is life, but I do think it's very much amplified this year. But when we're in our body, when we're grounded and in the present moment, whatever is going on around us is so much easier to navigate and deal with. Um, So... That's why I wanted Pip on this um, episode because uh, I really wanted to speak to her about this because I knew that she would be the one that really can help you understand that more. So yeah, I'm going to leave you there to enjoy this conversation. Enjoy. like so everyone that's tuning in Piv is one of my best friends like this will probably will be giggly maybe a bit silly because we're like oh my gosh like I'm interviewing Pip (laughs) I'm like it's gonna be like a conversation that we normally have like on the phone but except we're not talking about moaning about things (laughs) 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 we're gonna be um being like no, the brain not the word but you know what I mean (laughs) we're gonna be talking about the moon and Pip's practice um sort of lunar inspired practices pips yoga studio and yeah i'll be interested to see where this guy is actually i want to say expect the unexpected but then i don't want to hype it up and people are like oh well that went nowhere yeah exactly. <laughs> but for, Pip, for anybody who is like new to you and your work and what you do would you mind like just introducing yourself to the crew and like who you are what you do and like in a way of like as if you're at dinner like you know not the website spiel like if you're at okay. dinner <laughs> like yeah like just really relax yeah. like in that way because I think sometimes we can overthink it can't we and we've like totally we've got our thing and I think sometimes it's like how if you're at dinner I got asked this in a podcast and I was like that's so good because it makes it easier to explain it mm-hmm. doesn't it yeah well I try to always talk about what I do in a really normal way anyway yeah and that maybe is what sets me apart from a lot of other people so I work um in yoga is that the right <laughs> way of putting it um uh, guide classes things are very slow and sensual and it's just about coming back to yourself and really experiencing how you are um but I'm really inspired by rhythms of the universe in which we live and these kind of filter down in various forms from like seasons and lunar rhythms even daily ones 
And you're even like, you are the queen of naps as well. I am the queen of naps too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) Teaching people how to have the best nap ever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yoga nidra, um, yogic sleep is, it's my, um, it's the golden arrow in my quiver, if you like, of yogic skills. It's, It's my daily practice. Mm. um yogic sleep yoga nidra take a look at it but you and you've familiar. got you've got you've got someone um insight timer as well haven't you i have got someone insight there's also some on my website Ooh, that you can get if you fancy. subscribe to the newsletter <laughs> 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 but like i think that's the thing like for you you're a very busy person and mm-hmm. all of your practice like you've got your yoga studio you've got mentoring that you do you've got you're a Lululemon ambassador, like you've got, and you've got a studio. If I haven't, we've already said that, but you know, em- emphasizing now studio. Available <laughs> <laughs> online, Welcome. wherever you are. <laughs> um, amazing classes. Um, but for you, the, the slower practice is what helps you kind of go that fast and keep that pace, isn't that? Yeah, totally. It's the idea of yoga being a balance to what you do is a really useful way to think about it. I go, quite frankly, health of leather through a lot of um, my life I'm a very like a fast person I am well my spirit animal was a hamster um, <laughs> and I did a spirit animal meditation with Tamara a few years ago and it's totally me it's this constantly doing constantly going where's next um do 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 create 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 and to balance that out and so that I don't burn myself to a frazzle my practice it used to be really fast mm. but now it's super slow um, and it supports me, which is really important. What was, the, how did you, do you find that your practice changes all the time, like depending on what's going yeah, on? Totally. I've been talking about this to somebody today because um, we're coming out of lockdown at the moment, hmm. in case you listen to this in two <laughs> years time. Um, we're coming out of lockdown at the moment. And um, it's going to be so surreal, isn't it? For I someone, know, it's they'll be like, be oh, yeah, do you remember you that lockdown? year? <laughs> Um, and lockdown has given me this chance to really slow down so I'm not running around the studio I'm not running between studios teaching Um, and I've cut back on how much I teach as well because zoom yoga I find a completely different energy exchange to seeing actual real life people do you in what way do you find it more it's exhausting yeah I feel like I've taught or guided for three hours when I've done an hour and I used to be able to do three sessions a day mm. if I went to different studios. And yeah, I'd be tired. But now one hour and I'm like, I'm checked out mentally. Why do you think that is? It's because you can't, there's so much more than seeing somebody, isn't there, to mm. any interaction. And I think it's it's a reminder of what we're craving. And the internet's amazing. Yeah. And there is that sense of connection. But also it's it's hugging people, isn't it? It's mm. touching people if they want if they want that. Um, yeah. It's seeing people in three dimension, <laughs> yeah. not in two. <laughs> there's a there's a whole other conversation mm. to have about consent in yoga. Yeah, but, I was going um, <laughs> to yeah. say the c word. <laughs> <laughs> totally, um, but it's it's tough seeing people in two D all the mm. time. We're kidding ourselves, aren't we? We're kidding our brain that this is good for us, but in fact, it's it's tough. And I guess like, I know even when I've done one of your classes, like even though I'm doing the, the doing whatever the thing that is that you're telling me, mm. like, I can see you just looking to see to make sure that everyone's safe, like and they're in a pos- yeah. position and they're they're okay. 
Whereas that's harder yeah. when you're looking through a screen. Totally. Whereas if you're in, in front, if they're in front of you. Totally, totally. You know, there's there's as much cue. It's a practice together when um, I'm guiding you. I'm seeing what you're doing and the way that everybody's behaving and moving can really kind of shift my plans mm. or the way we were going. Not that it's all just, let's see how it goes. Yeah. There's always a plan. Yeah. But it's it's very much seeing how people are and what's going on for them today. And then that can allow us perhaps to make moves that are more nourishing for what we need that day. And maybe that's the other thing about it feeling the energy being different because everyone's going, like 2020 is like just a pretty traumatic year on so many, in different levels, isn't it? Yeah, People yeah, are pro- totally. People are processing it. So it might not be actually like this, the fact that you're doing it online, but the space that you're holding and what people are coming to the classes with totally. is a lot more. Yeah, definitely. There's a, a, a lot of feeling that's going on and people are quite overwhelmed. I was talking mm. to somebody the other day about anxiety and how interesting, if that is the right word, it is that now people who've never suffered from like clinical anxiety and have never been able to understand how people with anxiety might be feeling because of Corona, they now understand, you know, Mm. it's, they've been there, they've embodied it, they've felt it and it's made it more real for them. Not that the whole nation has suddenly got clinical anxiety. That's not what's been said, but people, (laughs) people now maybe have a better understanding of what other people are going through, which I think will maybe forge the path um ahead of people being a lot more supportive of each other yeah I think empathy yeah totally because we're kind of like all and there's a thing I can't remember who said it but this is everyone's like oh right we're all in this together but we're not it's like we're all in the same sea but we're in different boats yes very 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 eloquent way of putting yeah and like we you know like we're kind of experiencing but I think it is that awareness of like what we've taken for granted and maybe for some of us in certain situations what a bubble we're in yeah and then everything that's kind of going on this year of just being up it just what what affects one person affects everybody Mm -hmm. yeah it's that interconnection which is what yoga is all about yeah and that's like (laughs) yeah like the the union (laughs) the yoke um but like every like I know a lot of people when they think of yoga like they associate it with the active active aspects of it like, mm-hmm. of being like I know when I've said I'm not very good at yoga and you're like yes you are <laughs> like you're doing it you don't have to be good at it like and it, it can trigger a lot of people's perfection tendencies or yeah. their um their their relationships with their body um mm-hmm. but one of the reasons why I love the way that you guide through people through yoga is it's through feeling into your body and slowing down and it's about what I'm thinking of it in this way of like you know where they say like how to get ready for a beach body like go to the beach like it's the same thing how to be good at yoga like get on the mat yeah exactly um (laughs) exactly but my yoga wasn't this to start with you know I used to be feisty I used to be really um perfection I I, I'm one of those people that likes to be good at stuff I think most of us are (laughs) yeah but I get I get really really annoyed with myself when I'm not and I found myself getting really aggravated by my practice sometimes and that was a massive lesson because that's what yoga does it puts a mirror up to you and you Mm. can see yourself in all of your maybe ugly glory some days depending on what's going on you know um it illuminates the parts that maybe you're trying to ignore um 
and it made me realize and kind of find another way if that makes sense yeah I think as well yoga's evolved a lot um we think of it as an ancient practice firstly it's not that old particularly asana this is all yeah it's not thousands of years old the older scriptures are but what we're seeing in the west practiced is definitely like nouveau yoga it's okay. not it's not what we think it is quite often there mm. is uh, a lot of misconception um but also it's really practiced by men to start with that yeah. that's who you practices before and a lot of the practices are really suitable for male bodies and i have a female body um and i need something different to nourish me basically so mm. i managed to luckily find a guide to find teachers that inspired me to do this and shiva ray is well she was kind of my my gateway drug into this stuff yeah if that makes sense um she's really into her? one of my yoga teacher friends bess um was, who i love i love practicing with bess and i yeah. was like who's your teachers and then we started to go to the trainings together um and yeah i find that that's all that's the best way with yoga to ask who is inspiring somebody and kind of go to the same stable if that makes yeah. sense um and it's okay to have more than one teacher too so shiva ray like inspired me she's deeply into rhythms and ritual and it's beautiful and there's so much reverence in what she does um and she kind of she illuminated the path for me of what elements work at different times of the year um and different times of the cycles in your day um in the month and how this is displayed in your women's cycles, lunar cycles, all of them. So I kind of began to connect, but now I have uh, another teacher that I see a lot of and she's about embodiment. So I've kind of found all of these wonderful calendars, if you like, <laughs> that now I've really been able, and she showed me what was going on, but now I'm really, really, really able to connect into my body with like embodiment practices, which is maybe way yoga's heading yeah and for anyone that's like what does embodiment mean what what how would you describe that? this is such this is it's a huge question um and the problem is that we try and try, try and think about what embodiment means but it it's a it's a sense um mm -hmm. as this might be a little bit around the houses so bear with me we tend to <laughs> Anyway, Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <Put> buckling, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Get ready for this. <laughs> we all live up in our heads, right? We think that mm. this, this is us. We are our thoughts. But that's the consciousness arising from the brain cells. Okay. We have consciousness through all of us. Okay. Your little fingernail that has consciousness. <laughs> okay. Your earlobe, that has consciousness. Your eyebrows, they have consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it's mad, it's mad. But our, all of our body, we can connect to. But most of us are just living up in here. Mm. And being able to drop down and um, travel through your body, it, it literally blows my socks off on a regular basis because I'm like, I'm 39 and I have never been able to experience what is actually going on in me and has been going on with me all this time. Yeah. And I've just never noticed. Because <laughs> we're in our heads. Because <laughs> I'm up in my head all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are really for fortunate, maybe. Is that the right word? 
um and they're connected when they're really young but mm. it's it didn't happen for me until I was in my 30s and honestly being able to actually be in your body and mm. listen to what the heck is going on and everything being temporary like moving through like weather systems some days mm. um it's just one of the most beautiful things and yes former me would have laughed at this comment because <laughs> I do sound like a massive hippie but um it's really true and mm. yeah if every time I'm on my map there is some kind of whoa there's something that I can learn from just listening mm. just from feeling and but that's the thing like our bodies are trying to give us messages all the time yeah all the time whether it's through our health whether it's through an ache or a pain or like if you're doing um like yoga and, and that embodiment practice like you're feeling yeah. your way into your body yeah totally and it, you're working through whatever it's holding on to mm. like if you think about emotions it's the old classic energy in motion that's what yeah. the e stands <laughs> for um and so when you're feeling stuff it's it's your body kind of realigning it's um it's energy it's actual mm. science and allowing yourself to feel and kind of be felt is really important in this communication with your body um, you know what i was gonna say and because yeah. i think that's the thing a lot of people are scared of feeling the feelings aren't they yeah and they'll yeah, numb so out. So, so as, as we're saying this, they were like, I don't want to feel it. I'm scared. What, yeah, I don't, they'll, I don't they, they'll be scared yeah. to what come up. But I think when you do open up to it, something that I come back to again, again, what you don't own owns you. Totally. Totally. And it's like this shadow, this shadow haunting you. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. okay, if you don't, if you want to ignore it, but it's still going to be there. It's still going to make you feel horrible. And probably grow as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a shadow gets like a shadow. longer and longer as the day goes on. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing. But actually when you feel it, in a safe in a safe space yeah with the right people that's where the magic happens that's where the healing yes. happens isn't it exactly feel it to heal it yes it's a very very well-known <laughs> yogic saying but it's true if you give yourself a space where you feel held and you feel safe it can be so transformative like again lockdown um i was doing some training courses in the loft of my home via zoom with um with satu my teacher and being at home and doing this stuff is next level. I went places that I've never been before. I travelled my whole elementary canal. <laughs> again, it's, it sounds... Some people are like, I just want to feel... I, I still can't get over that their eyebrows got consciousness, let alone, <laughs> let alone you travelling through your arm body. I know, they're like, just tell me about Trikonasana. Tell me yeah. about triangle pose. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, being feeling really safe at home whilst I'm doing this as opposed to doing stuff in public as well mm-hmm. not that it's public in a studio but you know you're really 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 able to feel stuff and then you can just go downstairs and have a cup of tea and yeah you know and then pop back up and do some more if you feel like it it's yeah I'm deeply into these practices being indulged in mm. at home it's a it's a it's another level yeah, I've noticed that even from doing my like online moon ceremonies, people open up so much more, even though it's just mm-hmm. in a chat box, the, the que- that people are just more engaged. Whereas when you're in a group, it can feel a bit more intimidating. Totally. Yeah. You're, you're, I think with some, it's often like that social anxiety comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. So that doesn't, in, in some, and I think everyone has that in some way 
or most people have it in some way or another, don't they? And it shows up in different ways. So when you're in a group, it can take you a little while to warm up, especially when you've just got there and you're like, who are these people? And about exactly. to speak work. Especially if they've travelled through London as well, where, you know, you want to tube with 200 other people and they're all kind of at, at your energy. Mm. You know, you're, you're noticing everything. If you've made that massive walk from your kitchen to your bedroom, yeah. then you've, you've, not, you've not been kind of, nibbled at yeah. by life have you, you arrive <laughs> a bit more whole yeah I was just thinking back to the thing of like working with the moon it's the home like one the moon is one of the the things of the moon the moon is the home like your sense of yeah. where you, what makes you feel at home so I guess mm-hmm. it does make sense to be opening up like that yeah maybe I'm like whoa no. amazing like this is just like zooms like really guys people really want you to open up you're going to have to be doing this at home and then people are sort of yeah. dropping in deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And giving themselves time to reflect again, it's a really yeah. lunar thing, isn't it? Rather mm. than being active, it's this kind of openness to reflecting on what's going on. Mm. And I think that's what this year has all been like, I keep saying it, it's like 2020 is like the year of the existential crisis, which isn't a bad thing. Like oh, no, it feel, something it can feel, needed to happen. Yeah, something needed to happen and it can feel like yeah it feels like a roller coaster and pretty rocky at times but also that questioning is getting us into alignment with what our true values are mm-hmm. so that's only ever a, a good thing I think yeah like I said sometimes when you're navigating it doesn't feel like it but it's the shift that comes through that and I think being able to be at home more you mm-hmm. can process that can't you not being out yeah. because most people something I think a lot of people say to me it's like oh my gosh like normally I'm so busy my weekends are booked up months in advance in the week they're trying to fit so much into their days and weeks whereas this year it's been a much slower pace hasn't it? it's been a lot more reflective yeah exactly exactly and it's given people a chance to notice how they feel without doing 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 all the time you know it's the physical stopping the mm. physical being in the same place and it's like what do I really want where do I want to be has come up for a lot of people mm, yeah and sure. as well yeah definitely <laughs> and finding us <laughs> we're laughing because this is what me and Pip are, this is our whatsapp conversations like I want a camper van I want to move to the sea Devon Nuki oh, I don't know like maybe I just want to do this so many like, yeah <laughs> look at this house I might move yeah um, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's given a lot of us um, a lot of time to reevaluate of what they want and notice how they actually feel. Mm. And I know I've just talked about the embodiment yoga and kind of really extreme things that I've done in it lately, which is like the traveling of the gut. Yeah, that's not what's normally in a practice with me. I should say this. Yeah, <laughs> um, it normally it's just um, a practice where you really get to feel into your body, and it might just be you know you start to ease out the tension through some really slow movements. Um, just begin to connect. It's, it's, it's soft, it's gentle. Um, and it's all an invitation. It's not, you must do this. Mm. Um, which I think again is what people are finding interesting at the minute because they have more time to do things. Yeah. Um, p- mostly because people aren't commuting and opening themselves into time has been a huge shift for a lot of people yeah but that's what we experience in the practice too yeah but I think also like thinking from whenever I've done your classes 
And I really want to say, I am not a yogi. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't do yoga every day. <laughs> every, it might be one, once a month where I do one of Pip's classes. But one of the things that I love about that is like, you guide us through it and then you're just like feel into it and find what feels good. And I think one of the things that I think is really powerful from that is like actually asking that question, what feels good for me? Where do yeah. I want to be? Whereas often, and then going, coming back into the body, because a lot of the time it's so external what should I be doing? Where should I be going? Like all of these yeah. things. And part of that is forgetting that we can ask ourselves, what do I want? Where do I want to be? Mm. How do I want to feel? But in that moment, in that practice, it is like, oh yeah, I'm just going to stay here a little bit longer. I'm going to put my knee over there. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's rather than everything being really forced and this sense of right and wrong, which mm. is very, very, very common. Um, yeah. it, it's working out through feeling into your body um what is the right thing for you in that moment so it might be moving towards a sense of expansion sometimes feeling expanded and open can be overwhelming we might not be ready for it so you've got the opportunity to bring yourself back to where mm. you find that level of comfort and you learn to hold yourself that's that's where it's taking you um what do you mean by learning to hold yourself like um you learn how to feel into your body and work out what's right for you and wrong for you and you start to really listen and through that hopefully all being there <laughs> on the yoga hopefully <laughs> being there on the yoga mat you start to feel it in your life too and you know when things are right for you and wrong for you um just because you've got this it sounds really magical this magical way of tuning in to what your whole body's saying so coming out of the brain mm. and into the body's massive wisdom that it holds mm. you know gut feeling is a very well-known phrase for a really good reason isn't it because yeah. your guts feel um you know we can tell our heart leads us our gut leads us too we can these are all really common embodiments that most people are really aware of um whether you choose to listen to them though that, <laughs> yeah. that's the question isn't it um I mean, even if you are embodied, you can still choose to ignore it. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <But> we do. <laughs> yeah. um, but, <laughs> but, you know, all of, the, all of this information is there for us um, to get us through life, to find our way or our body's way towards mm. what it wants us to be doing. Definitely. Yeah. I always say to people, and I think for anyone that's listening to this, that, that I mean, I'm sure this is going to apply to nearly everyone that's listening to this, but if you want to start to be more intuitive it's getting connected with your body and those sensations and how that feels because like you said that that's where it's that classic the answers that you're looking for are within yeah totally and it's how your body responds to certain situations and in the in a like for example like in one of your, your classes like you're you're in that container, like you're in that safe space to feel into like what your yes and your no feels like in a sense of like, totally. do I want to be here for a bit? Do I don't? So this is like the top, one of my top tips that's going to come through now is that like, it's just, I was like, people need to do your classes. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because you're my mate, like, but everybody <laughs> just experience like those things of like, hang on a minute, because I say this to people a lot, like it's getting to know what your yeses and your nos are. Yeah. Trust your intuition. You have to know how that feels in your body and yeah. how you respond. So then it's an easier, you don't need, don't overthink it because you just know. I know what a yes exactly. is like. I know what a no is like. Um, and in that space, there's no anxiety there. So doing it in that container, because a lot of people 
I know I like, is this some anxiety or is this my intuition? If you're creating a space for yourself, that's not anxiety. You're creating a container to really channel your intuition, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. It's really interesting as well when we do drop into our bodies and we allow our bodies to move us on the mat rather than the brain. And it'd be like, oh, I need to take my foot there or my knee is at the wrong angle. If I take my knee over my ankle, I will blow up. You know, all of this stuff. If you start to feel into your body and listen to the messages and find a presence below your neck, then things happen really, really naturally. Yeah. And that intuition, it doesn't become a yes or no. Mad, you just start to do it. There's no yeah. questions. It just all happens like on the yoga mat and bumbling around through life. It all just <laughs> happens. And there's that essence of flow which is, it's the dream when you're in it. It yeah. can be the most frustrating thing to watch from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, we, like, we, we're saying this, but it's not that we're always like embodied and connected no. all the time. Like we still have moments where like, oh, what am I doing? Or is this right? Yeah, I think as well, what's really important is that the practices are there to forge the connections, mm. but to potter around would, yeah. in that, connected state all the time nothing would happen yeah <laughs> nothing yeah you wouldn't you probably would be quite unproductive nothing, <laughs> you know <laughs> um I would be probably wafting around in my loft like a big piece of seaweed for a good few hours a day if <laughs> if that was happening um so there's there's a practice to connect you and then you've got those tools that you've learned in the practice that then come into the real world and you'll just notice the feelings. It's not that you must be in. No. All the time. That, <laughs> yeah. We we all know people that are in all the time, yeah. possibly. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the thing, because one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about, like just being grounded, because that comes through. People want to open up psychically. They want to be woke, spiritually woke and like doing all, doing all the things. And but that's not balanced. That's not grounded because there's an element of that when you're too psychically activated, it disconnects you from the real world. And we're humans. Like we've got body, like we're meant to be engaging and moving around here. And especially if people want to be manifesting things and they're having all these visions, like, like you said, you need to be in your body. You can't be in this like dreamy state all the time. So when we connect inwards, we start to be able to connect outwards too, Mm. because inwards is outwards because that's how the universe works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're all one, aren't we? Um, so, again, simplifying huge cosmological On one of the other episodes, like David was talking about how everyone in our dreams are just a reflection of us, of ourselves. Right. And you know when you're just like, whoa, that is just so trippy. <laughs> Into the matrix we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what that's what, um, his words as well. Yeah. So if people are trying to escape, quite often people will turn to a yoga mat. There are a lot of people who look for escapism mm. and not having to think on the yoga mat. And that's cool if, if that's what gets you through um, periods of time. And when you're ready hopefully you come and deal with the the rest of it um and hopefully yoga gives you the strength and the ability to be with those feelings be with those emotions as you're working through them that's that's cool um when you're ready they'll still be there for you waiting yeah um but yeah the ungroundedness when people are really 
really in their own inner cosmos is quite interesting. But the, um, <laughs> this again is why the connecting to the seasons and the connecting to the rhythms and actually connecting to nature, because we are nature, as opposed to just being up in your own head with yeah. all of this energy that's risen up through your body. I have never been there, so I can't speak on their parts with any yeah. kind of um, authenticity. It depends on, I think it depends on your, it depends on your journey, doesn't it? And your lifestyle yeah, totally. and, and what's coming from you. I remember watching, oh, there was this like documentary about this guy who went to ayahuasca, went and did ayahuasca. I think Deepak Chopra was in it. Have you seen it? Is it the rhythm? Oh, the rhythm? young guy that was there on his own. No, I, no, he he went with a group and like he was like married with kids, and then he went and did ayahuasca, and then like ended up he just couldn't connect to his wife because he'd had this huge awakening. So it was really hard mm. for him to then connect to people that had. So he was very close to the people that he'd gone there with. Yeah but found it really hard to reconnect with his family. This is, this is quite often a problem though, isn't mm. it? If people have these huge dazzling experiences, then, and they can't, they don't have the skills to integrate mm. it, but that's every time you practice yoga afterwards, you take Savasana and your body integrates what's going on and you give it time. And, you know, there's repetition of these practices and, you give yourself time to integrate quite often with these huge transcendence um, that can happen um, plant induced. They're mm. too much for people. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to like integrate it. That's the point. And if you're in the jungle and then you're just out of the jungle and say you're back in New York or you're back yeah. in London, <laughs> then who who's holding your hand whilst you integrate? Um, which can be a huge issue for people evidently. Yeah, and I know, like, and I do know some people that have done ayahuasca, and and it's been amazing for them, and they've haven't felt disconnected; they felt more connection, yeah. or they have been like, I feel connected, but I want to go move to the jungle now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're all great, but I just actually don't. It's like I feel, I could connect with you, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm speaking for them totally. <laughs> no. Jungle was on my lockdown list of places I'd like to move was to. Was it? <laughs> <Any jungle. laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind living in the jungle with with or without ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. It's it's again, people. Some people, when they're opening up to this, they want these dazzling. I mean, I know I went, I went to Burning Man thinking I was going to have this spiritual awakening. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. Like when had all my outfits ready for the player, like went with my friends. And then like, we did have a good time. <laughs> when I came back, I was like, still me. Like. <laughs> so firstly, um, I always, <laughs> sorry for laughing. I find it hysterical when everybody comes back from Burning Man. Um, and they're just like, no, but I did have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they've spent 10,000 pounds yeah. on going out to what is basically a party in the desert. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people. Um, and it just makes me chuckle. <laughs> Sorry. Cheers, babe. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people do get a lot from Burning Man. Yeah. But I also know that a lot of people put a massive front on about getting a lot from Burning Man. Yeah. No, um, I didn't. I had a good time, but I didn't get what I thought. It was beautiful and magical, and amazing, but because you're just in the desert and the art installations and the sunrises and the sunsets and 
that vibe of just where everybody's just so friendly so 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 yeah. friendly that's like i love that but like i said no spiritual awakening i was still me <laughs> I think you're great as you are, though. yeah well but then <laughs> but then I, but then I went that's what I came back from that and then I went and had a reading because I obviously because I was like what's going on then like <laughs> I haven't had my spiritual awakening like what what's going on what do I do um and I was looking at kind of like having some healing treatments and I was speaking to the like psychic and she was like no you're meant to be doing this I was like what like and she's like yeah she's like come to mind um for the psychic psychic development circle and I went to it and it just opened up so much for it. and that's for me what's what my cat is you did so, have to go to burning man yeah, to get your spirit yeah exactly okay. so that's in a roundabout way and I think again sometimes we think that the thing is going to be what it gives us but it's the de- it's the detour isn't it it's like yeah, yeah. have fun there journey but the next thing is what's going to, and like I said, people can get hung up on the thing that they're attached to it, how it, how it being, how it's given to them. Yeah, totally. And then when it's not, it's like, oh, but then actually you're given it, it's come to you in another way. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. And then I think that's the thing like for manifestation as well, being grounded is important. Mm, totally. I think unless you're connected, which is, I kind of see grounded as being connected. like. Mm. Um, connected to what where you actually are at yeah the the sense of grounded grounded if I think about grounded I immediately see my feet underneath me if that makes sense <laughs> they're definitely on a yoga mat yeah. um but that's that's where my that's where my brain goes I'm a really visual thinker and I get a lot of um in- interesting visions when I see words if that makes sense <laughs> yeah um, like and that. it is it's it's that presence in where you are actually at whether that be um in a material basis so you're stood in your house or you know you're in this city or you're in this moment and that's what groundedness is to me it's like here present mm. and um connected to that rather yeah. than being all up in the ether mm. Because I get a lot of people ask me, like, how can I get more grounded? Like, I've been told I need to get grounded. Like, I've got this crystal. It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many grounding crystals you've got. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter how many crystals, like, grounding crystals you've got. If you're working overtime and you're in a million and one different places at once. And if you're all up in your head and in the ether around your body. Yeah. That's that's the opposite of grounded, isn't it? That's air. Mm. Like, Mm. if you're not in anything, you're kind of floating around it then come down come come back into yourself yeah but I think as well grounded is a word that is banded around a lot in the incorrect sense or certainly not in a sense that resonates at all with me Mm. um and it's not my feeling of groundedness and I know we can all have different interpretations of words and that's cool but yeah I see it a lot um Mm. when I'm trawling the internet and I'm I like, think what? it's like asking people and I think that's the really powerful thing for people to be if you're using a word what does that word mean to you mm. rather yeah. than I'm just using that because so-and-so who I think is like really profound is using it it's got 300,000 followers I'm <laughs> yeah she said grounded no. so like every every other word is grounded now I uh, know I'm, I'm sure no one does that but I, I think they do <laughs> <laughs> And I think when you're start, I think I know I when I was starting out, really getting into all of this, like you see all these words and you use them and you say them because you think that that's gonna make you 
legit or yeah or whatever people are using okay but if you like i said taking that time maybe just journal what does if i'm saying grounded what does that how does that how do what comes up like how does that make me feel connected because like as you're sort of describing how grounded makes what that makes you think of it is about like just being here now that is being in in the moment and like being grounded like it's the earth and if you look at like a tree or uh um bush (laughs) i'm like just looking outside my window for inspiration (laughs) yeah some hardy perennials <laughs> like <laughs> like I rose it's ground it's roots are in the earth and it's yeah. there and I'm not and I don't mean to be like then we're stuck but it's just that in each moment you are where where you need to be and knowing that and that that connection down is nourishing as well mm. it's feeding um it's feeding it information you know trees talk to each other through their mm. roots too don't they yeah um and it's feeding water, you know, um, bacteria are feeding the plants too. I'm a massive science geek. Um, <laughs> so that connection down, that groundedness is actually super nourishing as well. Mm. What would you, what would be from your perspective of what grounded means, what would your like three tips be or suggestions or practices? Like it can be one of the combination grounded. to get grounded. Um, find your feet. And I know that that's a, again, that's a great yogaism. <laughs> They're always at the end of your legs. Let's start there. Um, but maybe begin to play. I'm d- going to do it with my hands because we don't need to see my foot on the screen, but play with the toes. Um, just like almost like you're playing a piano with them mm. and just give your body some information to feedback. So that your that conversation begins between your head and your toes and you can find them then. And then as you let yourself... I'm doing it now. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing, see, exactly, just um, if if you are watching on Zoom, you can see what Tam's face just did. If you're not, (laughs) her eyes half closed and she, her eyes went up into her head, which is what happens when we drop into our senses. Mm. We shut down the ones on the outside. So Mm. shutting down your eyes as well. Yeah. is a really good thing to do because then you can feel it. And let your knees soften, let yourself be a little bit more heavy towards earth not pushing down but let yourself kind of pour down rather than pushing and is there like one because that's two you need to give us one more (laughs) what was it three close your eyes and soften down okay and soften down all right but if someone (laughs) like thinking of people like needing if they're feeling overwhelmed and they're feeling like stressed or anxious what would be like the one position is that, is that a weird question that they could like, they no. could like stop, drop and like either get into. I find. Do you say hold hand, your belly sometimes? I, well, curling up one? in fetal position is a great place if you are completely overwhelmed and at home and that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. maybe <laughs> Not in the office. Less, <laughs> on the office floor. <laughs> yeah. Possibly professional suicide if you're back in the office. Yeah. Um, but if you take your hands and put them on your lower ribs. Um, so your thumb comes around the back of you and the fingers come towards the front and just let both of your hands rest there kind of like I always say this and it really annoys me um kind of like I'm a little teapot but both sides are handles okay yeah that makes sense (laughs) um and just letting your hands be there and feel your breath moving into your hands you don't really have to do anything Mm. just let the hands rest there and our bodies again that massive 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 intelligence they've got it'll do the best mm. and what will happen over time you have to give it some time um 
your diaphragm will start to breathe you even more because that point is where your diaphragm attaches to your ribs so, it's oh, a wow. point. so what's happening so, what, scientifically or biologically what's what's happening um your hands are amazing at making things appear bigger to your brain so your hand and your tongue basically <laughs> feedback loads <laughs> feedback loads neurologically to your brain and so if you take your hands onto a point in your body your brain will become aware of that mm. and then where your where your awareness goes energy flows all of these yeah. amazing <laughs> amazing little lines i've got for you today um but your brain just becomes aware of the diaphragm it wakes up and it will start to breathe you and when your diaphragm is breathing you everything changes your nervous system take you back to the calm zone mm. to um parasympathetic out of fight and flight which is really good if you are up in your head mm. like arriving in a soothed body you're just feeling your breath yeah i'm just still here sorry <laughs> went somewhere else then but I think that's no it does it instantly it Mm. helps you drop down out of your head too it's Mm. and it's a subtle and really 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 powerful practice that you can do anywhere Mm. um without looking like you're doing yoga if that makes sense but that's the thing I think all these little hacks was like at different we feel different at different times of the moon as well like yes and it's it's riding those waves but having something like so have just having that just be like as your little check-in point yeah come back and feel Go what's down. going on yeah mm. and come back into your body and out of your head I think that's that's the essence of it all mm. um it's really not complicated um it's beautifully uncomplicated yeah. in fact um but yeah different times of the lunar rhythm we can begin to really sense different energies yeah and this I think can I mean preaching preaching to the masses on this one really (laughs) but um um you know a lot of people are very aware of heightened emotions around full moon and Mm. you know that energy that carries you into the new moon um and you can actually feel them you know and maybe we can begin to play with our practice and play with a sense of elemental theory within our bodies at different times of the cycle as well. So would you think more like slower, slower practices for sort of like the waning, yeah, waning moon, new moon? Or I think if you're practicing with the moon for a start, it's all slow. Right. Right. It's all really slinky. Um, the moon's reflective, isn't it? It's got no light. Everything is a really reflective practice. It's slow. I'm going to say that again. It's slow. <laughs> it's slow. For emphasis. <laughs> yeah, totally. For, for the people in the um, back, it's slow. <laughs> it's slow. Um, and it, there's this time to really reflect on how your body's feeling, where you're going next. It's really watery as well, isn't it? Um, the moon really affects tides. We have tides within us too. So it's fluid. Um, and you give yourself a real chance to feel in yoga, the sun is masculine and the moon is feminine. So, you know, this is a really feminine, feminine form that you can mm. begin to explore. But with the elements tying in, so the first quarter, if you think about things are just getting going, it's starting to build. This is associated with fire. Mm. Um, this is Shiva Ray's tra- um, teachings as well, just to credit her for her genius. Um, <laughs> I'm introducing it into my life. So the first quarter is all about fire, which is, the most creative element you know it transforms it shifts um it moves it's never still you know um 
there's that real heat behind it and you know all the new moon manifestations put that um fire energy behind it in your practice and you can really start to th see things shift the load faster and then after that um you go to earth and that's when things really start to grow you know you've you've had that it's almost like you've raised the ground with the fire and now your yeah. new shoots your ideas they start to creep up mm -hmm. from the ground all of the roots that they've grown um and you start to th see things kind of begin to fall you know and you just have to keep going um find that groundedness to what you're doing so you know make sure that you are still on the right path it still feels like the right thing to do mm. still stay really present and then you're at the full moon and ta-da everything's <laughs> there your flowers have grown um as it were your ideas and then after that um the air element comes in as the full moon begins to dissolve away and that's this releasing that's all the emotional stuff that we quite often um feel um and it's about releasing letting the thoughts maybe disappointments um mm. letting everything go and kind of probably a lot of this disappointments will be a big thing for a lot of people exactly <laughs> exactly and life is pretty full of them yeah um, <laughs> but yeah it's just in letting go of um all similar you can't be attached to what you've just created you know non-attachment mm. is a huge huge yogic uh, principle to live by so even if you have created something amazing it's like yeah i've done it but also it's not your property so you let it let it go um yeah let other people have it enjoy it or whatever and then the final um waning moon is really watery and it's about cleansing again this washing through so you've released everything and now it's kind of clean the decks um let everything be ready for the next part um what's done is done and just come back and reconnect with that flow of what's right for you before that next new moon comes around which is when again we have this energy to do things mm. it's really interesting when you drop into it and really allow yourself to go with this a lunar sadhana if mm. you like um and how things can shift and putting the energy of your body behind the idea of manifestation and creation of the life that you crave is that the right way of putting it things that you're asking for yeah. in the world um it's it's just the next level you know mm. um and some of us are really physical in our energy some of us are it depends on who you are right i mean yeah. we learned about this at the workshop we went to with madeline oh, um, oh yeah madeline anna. and anna yeah the elements how the elements within our star signs our, our birth charts really affect what we do and how we do them and where maybe our talents lie within certain things mm. and because i've got so much water in my chart then <laughs> <laughs> so much um then... same here same here <laughs> that must be why I'm, i've probably said this many times it's probably why we're friends oh yeah, yeah because you've not got a lot of earth either have you no, I've, got no I've only got i've got one earth. i've got my jupiter is in capricorn and that is it yeah i don't have a single anything in uh but interestingly i've realized that fang like my boyfriend he has he is predominantly earth i dave is too is it, how interesting <laughs> is that like, I'm like yeah. we're, we're drawn to it, it. even like my like other best friends like one of my best friends jamie 
she's like an Aries like me, but she's got a lot of Earth and a lot of Capricorn again. So it's interesting how we're attracted. To, yeah, obviously we're attracted to what we're like. Yeah. That's, why we're, that's why we're buddies. But also there's this other theme of like this, for me, even just thinking about it, like Bang's Taurus moon, Francesca, like Frankie's Taurus moon and yeah. like Lauren's Taurus moon. Yeah. And like my, like a couple of my really close guy mates are Taurus. So it's interesting, like how we're attracted how or that shows people up. Together. Yeah. Yeah. But how in the person that you want to spend most of your time yeah. with, or live with <laughs> they're the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great because how that shows they up. temper it all. Mm. Um, yeah. So, when I'm thinking of temper, it works. It can work both ways, can't it? <laughs> <laughs> remind me what's your moon sign again but we thought we thought oh right yeah for a while that I was a triple Scorpio yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it transpires um I've, I've checked with my family they didn't know when I was born um what? the third child okay <laughs> um so you know it's not really on my dad's radar but we think we've now got a new time and uh, my moon signs are Sagittarius. <laughs> oh my god, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, that, my family is so caring. <laughs> yeah, they are great, but they yeah. just—they're not detail orientated. No, I'm the same. My mum's the same. Like it changes. Like my mum and dad both say completely different times. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> they're gonna. <laughs> they're not. Gonna I mean, agree. I was born in the '80s as well, and um, dads weren't present at births then. <laughs> So really? Yeah. That was I don't know. I wasn't born I was born in Holland, so it might have been different oh, there. I, I, was, I was born in, I was born at home. I was born at home. Maybe my dad just like, shirked oh, my it and went to the pub. Yeah. But um anyway. That's another now... story. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that one. Yeah. Shout out to Bill. <laughs> um <laughs> we have now decided that I'm Sagittarius moon. Mm. And I hadn't really looked into it. I just gone, oh, okay. Thank God I'm not a triple Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for everyone. <laughs> um, the nation breathed a sigh of relief. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh my God, it, it's so me. Mm. Like um, my inner me, because that's what your moon, your moon yeah. sign is, yeah. isn't it? It's like my thoughts and yeah, I was astounded. So many things um, I had to screenshot some yesterday and it's about taking leaps um, which I do some people think it's to my detriment yeah but they just don't get it <laughs> yeah, running the studio. they just don't get it they're into <laughs> safety so yeah before we before lockdown had actually been announced and we didn't have to lock down I woke up one morning I'd been toying with the idea of shutting the studio and I remember waking up on Friday the 13th and just going I've got to do it today mm. and um went in and as soon as the morning class was done which I didn't want to cancel because everyone's coming in obviously yeah I'd shut the studio and everyone looked at me like what um I was like no it's the right thing I know it's the right thing to do um and yeah doing things like that that bearing in mind I've only had my studio open since last November so it'd been open for like four and a half months and I had to shut it down not I thought it would be for two weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah doing things like that which not many people I know would do 
um, is what I realised afterwards. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is so Sagittarius. I'm really ready to listen to what I feel is right and mm. kind of go with my feelings rather than my thoughts, mm. which, yeah. And do you think that was also your intuition? Yeah, totally, totally. And when, when that came through, like, how did that feel like in your body? What was that? It was guts. It was definitely like, <laughs> it was guts. In the gut, it massive fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just like this, you just know. Mm. Um, and I'd spoken to some people about it and they were just like, oh, I need to, I need to talk to other people. I was like, can you not feel it though? Mm. Does it not feel like the right decision? Then I, I need to talk to other people. And I'm like, this, and it's, I find it quite frustrating um, to not listen to my body now. Yeah. And for me, for me to be back in my head and trying to get someone else to do it at the same time I was doing it. And um, in the end, I was just like, if I can't wait for you, this has got to happen. Um, and so kind of going back to my flow with it all. Mm. Um, it's, it's really weird. And your body, well, my body really gets quite uppity with me if I'm not listening. In what way? It's like uh, the gut thing gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It literally starts shouting at me. Mm. It's like, hear the whispers or you get shouted at. Yeah. Um, You know, people end up in pain, don't they, when they don't listen to their body. And I think that these messages as well can come through like, they can wake you up in the middle of the night if you're on the wrong path. Yeah. I'm sure loads of us have woken up, you know, when you can't sleep, that's your body waking you up mm. and the stuff that you're then thinking about that's being served up to you for a reason quite often. Uh, yeah. I remember, uh, I, uh, yeah. I'm not going to say what it was, but like I'm telepathically telling you because you know, but like there are things that come up and it's, it doesn't go away and you'll be doing something completely unrelated to that situation. And yeah. it's just in your head yeah. and it's like, you're getting nagged at. And I'd be like at a sound bath. When, when you could go to them and be this, these thoughts about this situation would come in. It's just like, what, why? Or before you're going you going to bed <laughs> and it's that niggle, it's that nagging feeling and it gets louder and louder and louder. And I think now um, that took me a little while to make a decision on that because I was like just trying to do the right thing and like going with, like going with the flow with it and waiting for the right time. But as soon as I did it, because sometimes that's the thing, we get the answers, but it isn't the right time. Yeah. To act. Totally. Like that, that and I think that's the, like, it can get confusing. And I think what happens, everything happens when it's meant to. So don't always feel that you need to, if it keeps coming through, like sit on it as well. Like don't feel like you've got to act on that impulse straight away. Yeah, there's a huge difference on, on the yoga mat and off the yoga mat between reacting and responding. Okay. And in conversations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am very good at reacting in conversations with people. If, um, Yeah. When I used to have a real job, a corporate job, they used to deliver, my boss used to phone me up the day before and give me bad news on the phone secretly so that I didn't react to it when she told us all in the meeting because she knew that that's my very natural way of being. And slowly I've begun to, increase that length of time with yoga just because I'm learning and everything's learning isn't it this yeah. don't arrive complete <laughs> I know it's boring um but through feeling and listening to my body on the mat I've slowly been able to creep time between getting information which is 
the sensing, the feeling, and then reacting to it. So maybe, maybe there is a gut feeling, but then may, maybe that goes again. Um, maybe it gets stronger and stronger. And when you feel ready to respond, that's when you should respond. Reacting is quite short-sighted. Mm. Um, when you're on a yoga mat, maybe in a, a yin form or, you know, um, in an argument with somebody also yeah. works there. <laughs> um so yeah find finding that space and giving yourself time to respond is that's a massive game changer you know we've all had emails that have arrived and we've been really angry and dashed off something really quickly yeah and then thought afterwards should have waited should have waited i've got something so as, much I was better. Gonna, as soon as you've sent so much as better, soon as you press send said. it's really yeah. it's literally oh. this, that's that second this is really good <laughs> i should have said that exactly um but you've got to give yourself this time mm. and to to form what's going on and for your body to inform you what it does need maybe or what the right thing to do is um so yeah responding not reacting yeah. is really important and that's the thing like you said responding to those signals but also knowing that if they keep coming up and again and again and again and they're getting louder that's that it's coming up for a reason that like you're not great and even if people around you try and dismiss it yeah or talk you out of it because they don't get that feeling like, again like you were saying for you like right i want to open the studio or i want to do this and people are like whoa like what, well, are, you what are you doing that yeah like just because don't let other people's limits be your limits. Yeah. If you want to make a decision on something, speak to somebody else that's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, don't, don't speak to people that aren't brave enough to do stuff themselves. Exactly. And like, that's the thing. It's like listening, like we talk to each other about a lot of stuff. Like I wouldn't talk yeah. to like our work things. We were in, we've got different businesses and different, different kind of, what's the word different corners yeah and like different I guess business models like we do we would always naturally do things very differently but we've still like we always bounce ideas off of each yeah. other don't we or use the other one as a sounding board so much sounding boards. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to check it out and I think it's important to have that space and that there are if you haven't got those people around you there are membership platforms like we've been in we've um, both been members of the coven like if you haven't got that around you, you can and now with the, the internet, you can find these people. You might not be able to go for coffee with them because they live in another country, but you can still have that that support, like totally. creating that space. <laughs> it's amazing as well how when you do speak to people who because of that interconnectedness as well, everybody has the same trials and tribulations. They might be selling something completely different to you, but um most people struggle with the same stuff. Yeah. And even if they look like they've got the stuff together. Yeah. Most of the time they have questions. Yeah. Basically yeah. that's me and Pip. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone's looking at us being like, they've got it all together. Like there's a lot of WhatsApp questions. <laughs> <Back with symbols. laughs> um, yeah, just, but just processing things. Cause that's how it is. But like, I think Brene Brown says something about like, she wants to be, it's, it's about taking advice from the people that are in the, in the, in the rink not the rink but you know what I mean the ring, what's the gladiator pit ring. that's in the gladiator pit like if they're in it there's something I'll find it I'll write it in the show notes <laughs> or I'll find it and use it for, in the outro and I've probably completely ruined it it's probably not what she said anyway but <laughs> 
but there's something about it's like being it's it's taking advice from people that are in the ring like the people that are that are doing it because say if someone works in a completely different industry to you or has it that's not where they want to be taking business advice isn't always that the isn't always helpful and I think when you are trying to get something if there are people that are tuning into this maybe thinking like I'd like to open up my own studio or I'd like to become a yoga teacher or I want to be a tarot reader or do read write books like make sure that that you are cultivating your support network because that's what you like you need that yeah definitely like opening I've opened the studio all on my own like I'm I am still a staff of one I have somebody (laughs) starting um in September when we're Mm. hoping to reopen like as an admin support uh studio manager but it's been a year and a half of planning and plotting and dreaming and manifesting and meditating and all of the witchy stuff as well as all the stuff you've got to send to the bank you know yeah um all of that <laughs> and it, it, it's a really tough ride to do it on your own mm. um and people don't realize I didn't realize yeah <laughs> well, I just like, thought I was like oh yeah I just want to be a tyranny healer like half my life most of my life is admin and emails and organizing things and getting place, the actual percentage of me connect doing sessions with people and doing events that it's the the pie that's different so much it's a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be but the rest is so necessary to be able to to do that yeah totally and the stuff that fills you up to do the rest of it becomes more and more and more important Mm, as yeah the juicy bit so like your your readings that you don't feel like you're doing any of that you probably love doing you're like I want to do this for the yeah. world <laughs> and you know I you know I'm still the same with sharing yoga but now mm. I teach like I've just changed it excuse my finger counting <laughs> it's like five times a week now when I lived in London I used to do 16 a week and mm. slowly this stuff that I love is shrinking down and everything else is growing back um and there's a lot of support needed in the background yeah. to keep me going whilst I do all of the other bits of plate spinning. Uh, that's the thing for a lot of people that's, they think that that's the first, that is the first thing to go. You get stressed, you get busy, out goes your self-care, out goes your practices because you think, but I've like, you learn it's the definitely hard way. happened to me. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, you do, you do happened. it and then you do it and you're like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. Actually. And I think it's so much programming that we have to be like on all the time and push, 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 push and think like, all right, I'm just going to get, I'm going to, the first thing you do is like open your eyes, wake up and like check your emails to get ahead of yourself, you know, and you're not, you're actually put, you're putting, I think you think it's a trick because you think you are, but actually you're putting yourself behind because you're not going in, you're not starting the day intentionally. And then you're not as efficient as you could be throughout the rest of the day. And also, also, what emails have actually arrived that need tending to yeah. first thing in the morning? Exactly. And you're probably not going to reply to it there and then either. You're going to have seen no. it and it's going to be floating around in your subconscious and you're going to be doing something else, but not fully present being there because that email, exactly. you're rewriting it in your head, like yeah. replying to it in your head, but not actually doing that. So getting it's... grounded before you email. Yeah. Yes. Then you're going to be less, re- less reactive. 
exactly it's all see how it all right the right things it's all connected but I think that's the important thing it's like being grounded like doing the things that nourish you and and recharge you I know for me when I'm and and getting to know what your signs are for getting burnt out yeah and when you're slowing down because we again different phases of the month and different phases of your uh, menstrual cycle you will feel like on like you can do anything and you can take on the world and you've got unlimited energy yeah. and then there's other parts of the cycle where you are like I'm I go so to bed tired. for a day yeah I'm done and slowly finally I'm starting to notice this instead of like pushing 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 through it I just give up and go and nap and it feels really indulgent and beautiful like those naps <laughs> are like no other naps um, so I called the queen of naps. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a game changer when you start to again, it's this sense of feeling into your body, though, isn't it? Not living by your to do list. And maybe freelancers are really fortunate in that they can do that. Yeah. Um, but then again, they don't give themselves permission to. It's licensed. Yeah. They can. But then they. But then when did a freelancer last work nine to five as well? They don't. They yeah. long days and yeah. every day. And it's a different fish, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, giving yourself a chance to feel and listen to what's right for you is so important. It's funny as well, because when I get towards burnout, the things that drop are all of the things that are really good. Of course. And the things that accelerate and start to do more are the things that destroy me. It's such a weird, weird thing. Like if I get really tired, I will stop meditating. I'll stop listening there'll be to-do lists driving stuff but in fact I'll just spend a lot of time scrolling Mm. and being in the internet as opposed to um in the body and yeah it's mad and I get whacked with this learning probably every three months yeah it's like you've got to come back and listen um I feel like we take it in turns (laughs) totally (laughs) pull each other out of the gutter every six weeks (laughs) we've got it babe Um, (laughs) But it's mad because, like, the studio was created because of one of your new moon meditations. That's that's so the gloriously golden seed for it all. Um, and yeah, if you've ever wondered how powerful they are, <laughs> they're very, very powerful. I ended up doing this meditation, turning gold. I double dropped it because I fell asleep the yeah. first time because I was burnt out, and then I did it again everything turned gold and then the next day I went in to see who is now my landlord and he was like oh you can't have this studio but there's one better upstairs and it costs you less money um (laughs) and I was like huh um this is good um after doing this meditation with pyrite and then six months later on the full moon of that new moon yeah Taurus yeah um (laughs) it was all ready and it opened and it's the most insanely beautiful testament I think to all of this stuff mm, that's um, the, moon, the moon made me do it that we talk about <laughs> yeah. um you know the moon made us do it and yeah I this is how powerful it is and yet and I know that that's this huge force that can create so much change for me mm. and yet I still when I get tired it's the first thing to go mm. maybe because the creating is also exhausting and it's my body's way of not having me do anything else for a while it might be a weird self-preservation 
but, kind yeah. of maneuver. But I think also sometimes when you've got a lot going on, you can't, if you're not aware of it, you can't, you go into survival mode. Yeah. So of course the self-care doesn't go because you're like, I've just got to stay alive. I've just got to get through the day. <laughs> You know, and if you were like back in the, um, I don't know, like caveman times, like that, that yeah. would be the thing. Like, I can't, I don't know. They would be like, I've got, I've just got to eat. I've just got to hunt down a saber toothed tiger and. I've just got like, to eat. Yeah, sorry, vegans, but like, yeah. <laughs> but that's I think something that like when we're in survival mode. But again, that maybe that's just like a trigger in our brain, and we think we're in survival mode, but we're not. We're kind of like. But yeah, we think, yeah, we kind of yeah. go into that scarcity and, and that distraction fear. as well from the feeling. Mm. If we feel like we should be doing stuff, but we haven't got the energy to do stuff, then that can be a really difficult pill to swallow mm. too. So, you know, you can pretend to be working on other things, can't you? When yeah. you're not. So yeah, rest more, people. <laughs> yeah, rest more. Like, <laughs> Meditate like, more. Lay down. And that's, I think meditation is, so, is, is important, even if it's just for 10 minutes. And it doesn't have to be, for some people, meditating, listening to an app or in science like, is not for them. But doing some yoga, doing a practice where you're getting back into your body, where you're not scrolling on your phone and you're just in the moment. Yeah. Or something that's meditative or just sitting and having a cup of tea and just looking out of the window looking at the birds yeah. pondering life rather or than shake, phone. standing oh, yeah. up and giving your body a really good rattle yeah for put maybe like a 20 minute track on mm. find one um, like create a pla- i like to like creating and, playlists yeah and just right. rattle your body around shake it shake it shake it yeah um and that, that will reset everything i love the idea of an app for meditation but i also know that as soon as i've done it the phone's in my hand and I end up back in that. Yeah. So and addictive, when you've just taken this it? time to get in your body. Mm. So it's, yeah, avoid if possible. Yeah. I think. Find ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I was going to say, so as like one of the questions that I'm asking everyone as we start to like wrap up the, this episode, if you could go back to another phase in your life, when would it be? And this could be to just enjoy it or to tell yourself something. Um, that is a big question. <laughs> in a way, I, I probably don't want to change anything. And that's that. No. In the most humble way possible to express that, I wouldn't change anything. Not that life has been beautiful and charming, but, you know, it's been full of lessons. Yes. <laughs> um, so may, maybe, maybe to my teenagers when I yeah just so that I could exist in them again but be a bit more chilled would yeah. it be like with what you know now would you like to just yeah, experience probably. it just you know like sometimes like just for the day would you like to go like I was a really mundane teenager just to put <laughs> that out there. I just used to ride horses all the time and like that was all I wanted to do mm. um but going back and being able to really appreciate that knowing Perhaps that once you're grown up and you start working, things change yeah. so much. It's that classic, isn't thing when grown ups say to you, like, enjoy you it. No, enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to tear up the clubs like I was doing later on in my years. But yeah, take me back there so I can hang out with the horses, please. Mm. That would be a sweet dream. Maybe that's the future too. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just thinking, like, book that in. <laughs> <laughs> that's the future. Yeah. Um, the farm and the horses. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. I'll write that in. <laughs> yeah, put that in. That's your next manifestation. Get, I don't get think I'm ready for it yet. Out. No. 
don't think you, you could just go yet. for a, go horse riding I could go horse riding yeah that's really simple <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. And that's the thing with loads of these things that we always end up wanting, isn't it? It's like, just do the damn thing. Yeah. Just, if you want to go horse riding, go horse riding. Mm. Yeah, don't wait until you've got the... You've got the um... Don't need a million pound house and yeah, what's you know, it called? a thousand oh, the, pound oh, pony. The, the, is it the range? No. What's it the, in like Western fields in America? Is it the range? No, the range? The ranch. Home on the ranch. Oh. Yeah, home home like, on having on your own. Range. You don't have to have your own a ranch. Like You could just like book, book a package yeah. of sessions and then go horse riding. Just go. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we're horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what um, is there anything else that people like need to look out for? How can they work with you and find out more about what you do and follow you? Not immediately, not, not in a stalker way. <laughs> not in a stalker. Don't follow her. Like, <laughs> not down the street. <laughs> um, immediately, I said people need to look out for themselves. That's what <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, in terms of <laughs> sorry, is that is that'll be your quote. People need to look out for themselves. <laughs> People need to look out for themselves or look into themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yoga. Come and join me for some yoga. <laughs> um. You can find me at pitroberts.com. Um. But the studio is now Studio Bristol, and we are more than just yoga. We've got actual real life solid practices for everyday well-being um that are really creative um and there are more traditional yogis than myself there too um but yeah check us out we are online at the moment we'll probably still be online for a while mm. Who knows? Um, that's the beauty because everyone people that will be listening here won't all be in bristol so exactly exactly amazing thank you, I will see you soon. <laughs> bye <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this virtual hangout with myself and Pip and that you are feeling nice and grounded after trying the embodiment practice that Pip shared with us. After recording this episode, I looked up that quote that I was trying to remember from Brene Brown in her book, Daring Greatly. And she was actually referring to a speech that was given by Teddy Roosevelt in 1910. And in it, Roosevelt said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end of the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. I just love that. Um, and I just feel like we're all in the arena. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I'm grateful to be in it with all of you who are listening. Um, so I hope that helps. I hope that, um, quote inspired you, um, and that you, um, have found some good takeaways from this conversation with Pip. Um, next week, I am really looking forward to sharing this episode. I am going to be joined by Livy Yasanos. Livy is a human design reader. 
if you don't know what human design is, then you, I recommend giving that a little Google. Um, and if you want a little heads up, then I would suggest checking out mybodygraph.com and filling in your details there to find out what your human design is so that when you're listening along to the podcast, you can treat it as like a mini reading. So yeah, if you haven't already, uh, I know I say this, but please do subscribe to make sure that you don't miss out on the latest episodes. And if you have a spare minute, please do rate and review this series um, to help me spread the word. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week.